This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Our next guest was named National Geographic Adventurer of the Year in 2015. He's kayaked the Grand Canyon. He's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Extreme feats by anyone's standards, but Lonnie Bedwell did them both while blind. Lonnie joins us now on Northland Outdoors Radio. How are things? Good, good. Thank you for having me. It was a hunting accident that caused you to lose your eyesight. Yes, I was turkey hunting three years to the day that I got off of active duty with a good friend of mine, and he accidentally shot me while we were turkey hunting. Well, now you're reaching out to other veterans who are blind and taking them turkey hunting. Tell us about hunting blind. <laughs> yeah, this came about, uh, well, a good friend of mine, Aaron Hale, he lost his eyesight in Afghanistan. Myself and another gentleman who lost his eyesight in Iraq, Steve Baskus, were down visiting Aaron in Florida. And Aaron had developed uh, spinal meningitis past August, which also took his hearing. And they got a co- couple of cochlear implants, and one of them has taken slightly. But while visiting Aaron, he mentioned the fact, he said, man, I'd really like to go hunting again. I said, well, turkey hunting do? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen yet, but I'm going to get you up here, and we're going to take you turkey hunting. And I come back to my local community, mentioned it to a few folks, and mentioned it to other friends of Aaron's, and here we go. We're going turkey hunting. You know, there's five veterans who lost their eyesight in Iraq or Afghanistan, uh, either directly in combat or as a result of combat, and they're all flying in here uh, on the 9th of May to uh, go turkey hunting with me for three days. Lonnie Bedwell, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio, talking about hunting blind. How did people react when you told them that you were going to turkey hunt and you're bringing some other blind veterans out there to go hunting? <laughs> well, it was kind of funny. Some people were just shocked. They're like, how are you going to do this? I mean, really, how how are you guys going to do this? You know, I just explained to them, you know, I've been hunting ever since I lost my eyesight. I've continued to hunt every year since and explained how I did it. And then some of the local people around here that knew about it, the fact that I was hunting, and then I've mentioned the fact that these were disabled veterans. Uh, they just jumped on board. It was kind of both both ends of that spectrum. How are you going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, Like I said, I, I found some volunteers around here. Um, I'm going to send two guides with each hunter uh, to film and to actually call and to, uh, you know, be the sighted guides for the hunters. We're going to put eye scopes and I use our iPhones to literally look through the scope of the shotgun and the sighted guide will look on the iPhone and see where we are aiming at. They'll be able to see the crosshairs of the scope and be able to see our target downrange. Just guide us in either by talk or by touch and signals when to shoot. And it works pretty good. It's, it's fun. And the local community really support it well. You know, we've got all private land that we're going to be hunting on. And like I said, all volunteer guides. And support from the community is paying for the flights, transportation, hunting fees, and just putting us up and food and everything. It's, it's a really cool event. 
It's a really neat story. And Eric Martz from Fargo-Moorhead and WDAY-AM, where you can hear this show in Fargo-Moorhead, he's going to be uh, a part of this as well. He's the one that brought the idea to me. And we're, we're going to be following along with him with uh, with our cameras and filming from Northland Outdoors Television. So uh, I just think this is uh, such a such a neat idea. And, uh, you know, I applaud you for for organizing it and putting it on. And when we were talking about this off the air a little bit, you had mentioned, I, I think you, Aaron Hill, that's his name, Aaron Hill. I think you were talking about climbing Mount Kilimanjaro w- with him originally, correct? But he wasn't able to do it. And did you still go do it or had you done it before? I had not done it before. Yeah. Aaron uh, Hell, and by the way, that's H-A-L-E. Aaron Hell. And I was supposed to climb Mount Kilimanjaro together in August. And I was kind of supposed to go a little bit in support of him. And a week and a half prior to him going or us going over there is when he got ill again due to his injuries. When opening up, he developed spinal meningitis and hmm. took his hearing. And I can remember them spelling my name in his hand. And they spelled L-O-N-N. And when they got to the second N, he yelled my name. Hmm. And it choked me up. just about broke down. And he told me, he said, I want you to climb it for me. And uh, so that gave me a little extra incentive to make it to the top. And and we did. And I hope to climb it again someday with him. And Eric March, Master Sergeant Eric March, is one of the gentlemen that I met at Heinz Blind Rehab Center in Chicago the very first time I went up there, and that's how i become acquainted with him, and we've done a few events in the past. And Eric, Steve Baskus, and Aaron and I were all involved in a kayaking trip out in Montana a couple of years ago, and there was a video called On Me that was documentary done of that event, and since we all knew Aaron, and as I spread the word about this turkey hunt, these people that knew him wanted to get engaged and, and come and join and support Aaron. Going back to Mount Kilimanjaro, tell me about that experience a little bit. What was that like? Mount Kilimanjaro was, <laughs> it was a long hike. This is what it was. The peak is 19,341 feet. And the highest peak we have here in the lower 48 is like 14,300 feet. So when I went over there, knowing I had a reason to climb it, I was also climbing with some other disabled veterans and a Navy SEAL who did four tours in Iraq, four tours in Afghanistan. He was climbing on behalf of a fallen buddy of his who wanted to climb the seven summits. There was also another gentleman who had missing a foot, another one with TBI, and another one with post-traumatic stress. But uh, when I was telling the Navy SEAL about the story with Aaron, he told me, he said, you will make it to the top if I have to carry you. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he would have. But if it wasn't such a technical climb. And it was just elevation. The elevation, we took it really slow. We were so fortunate that our guide was extremely experienced. And it took us five and a half days to do the climb and one and a half days to come back. Trying to fight that elephant a little at a time for me was, was the hard part. Because when you have eyesight, you can see to think, I just got to go to this point, and then I just got to go to that point, and I just have to go to this point. Not being able to see that, it's kind of hard, at least from my standpoint, 
So just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. Since you can't see what the next point is, you just got to make it to. And there was only one spot during the climb that was kind of technical. And it was about an eight, 800 foot vertical climb on trails that were super exposed, except in a couple of spots that were really exposed. You had to cross really slow or you could have fallen Oh, good three, 400 feet. Oh, down. man. You know, I, it's almost, uh, it seems like in a situation like that, it's almost better that you can't see <laughs> or you can't see down. I mean, <laughs> that just sounds insane to me. Yeah. If you're, if you're afraid of heights, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like I said, there were some people in other groups from other countries that were trying to climb this at a faster pace. And we literally saw them taking them off in stretchers. Oh, they wow. put uh, four people in the corner of these stretchers with a big wheel and shock absorbers to take them down the mountain. Lonnie Bedwell, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio. You, you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. That's not the only mountain you've climbed. Uh, how much training did you do? And have you ever had a dangerous situation uh, on a climb? No, I just train around here. You know, I train hiking in Indiana, which is really difficult because you go from about 400 feet above sea level, just carrying a backpack around on my back. I put weight in the backpack and just walk for miles and miles and miles. And then I'll sometimes go to the gym and get on an exercise bike or a stair stepper and step and just climb for a few hours. But uh, it's really hard to train for altitude when you're not at altitude. And for me personally, I was climbing on Mount Rainier and was going to try to hit the summit of Mount Rainier on the 4th of July this in 2015, I believe it was. It was really hot, hotter than normal for that time of the year, and the glacier field opened up big time, and there was crevasses everywhere. And I can remember when we first got to the, to the uh, glacier field, it was going over a crevasse, over an ice bridge. It's about three foot wide. And I had two of my guides. We were roped up, a team of four, Two of my guides made it across in front of me, and when I was walking over it, my right leg posted through, and I fell through the ice bridge. Oh, boy. And my backpack caught me, and I kind of spread out, and my feet was just dangling, <laughs> you know, over an open crevasse. Wow. And they self-arrested. The team self-arrested in front of me and behind me and, you know, pulled the ropes really tight. And, you know, it's just sitting there and they were screaming for me to get up and get up and get up and I told them I said you guys got to calm down I said I said one of you either in front or behind has to give me slack you got me too tight I can't move so the guy behind me gave me some slack I was able to manage to pull myself up out of the hole kind of work myself back over on the bridge a little bit and scoot forward and then I just dove the rest of the way across the crevasse and uh, that was a pretty scary moment you know, at that time. Uh, very fortunate that I didn't break all the way through the ice bridge and, and dangle off the edges and pull the team in with me, if nothing else. That is Lonnie Bedwell, the 2015 Adventurer of the Year from National Geographic. Thank you very much, Lonnie. All right, also my thanks to Doug Lear from the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, Joe Henry from Lake of the Woods Tourism, and of course, the Northland Outdoors staff. Thank you for listening. This show will be available on demand Monday morning at northlandoutdoors.com. I'm Brett Amundsen. Make sure you take some time to spend some time in the outdoors this week. 
Northland Outdoors Radio is a division of Forum Communications Company and broadcasts across the Northland on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network. If you have a story that we should talk about, let us know at northlandoutdoors.com.